in rebuild say less the dinosaur rewind has you covered starting now you are now listening to the dynasty rewind What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Dinosaur Run. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is once again back in business. Joined as always by my faithful co-host, Nate, the Professor Christian. What's up, Nate? What's up, Mike? I heard that you were uh, 2-0 against me this week. It was past oh, week. This past week, I was. I wonder what this weekend that just ran. I don't think we played each other this week. We do. We, we do? Which league? Um, We play each oh. other in... That's right. We play each other in that one league. That I, that you rewind crew. We play each other in the rewind crew. You just treated me bragging yeah. rights, man. And I'm projected to lose big. Yep. And, and you lost because it's Monday now, so you lost. Well, I'm projected to lose by seven. Well, crew. unless you have a Monday player uh, in your lineup. Nope, you don't. So you lost already. Sorry, Mike. You don't even know that. That's, I do. I have Gus. All our listeners know. Brian, because they're the Patreon because they're in the free trial. So then the Patreon, so they can ask us who won, and it was obviously me. You're welcome. <sighs> Want to tell us about that Patreon uh, free trial? Yes. Right now, there is a free seven-day Patreon trial, so head on over to patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. Come check it out. Free week. Um, you know, a lot of other places, they do like two, three days. I just don't think that's enough to really – uh, get your your teeth sunk into it to see if you really like it or not. So you get to try out the chat, uh, see all our features, and kind of just go from there. And you know what? The good thing is if you're in a rebuild, you don't get just this podcast. You get access to the whole crew and everybody else that's in there. A lot of people in the Discord that are going to be celebrating my triumphant victory over you. People thought Napoleon could never do it. Oh, wow. They know Michael Bauer can do it. So <laughs> – Let's talk about some rebuilding moves to make. Let's start off with a quick strategy sesh. Nate, what is a strategy that you are working on, which I actually put into practice today, although that league isn't necessarily a rebuild. Um, uh, I think most leagues are for you, right? Well, you know what? <laughs> all right. Lord <laughs> ass. Maybe I should go through all the leagues that you and I are in together and see what your combined win loss is and what mine is because this year, with my strategy from the last episode, talking about setting lineups on Tuesday, I have been doing a lot better. As a matter of fact, the weekly reports, I've been in the top three for scoring in most of those weekly reports. But thank you. The Rewind Crew League, which is where we play each other, by the way, there is a huge log jam. Three, four, five, and six. Sean, Pork, you and me are all 12 and 8. And, I mean, Sean's got us whooped pretty good by points for 1,832. He's like 140 points ahead of me. But yeah, still, the record's all... good. He should Sean, be up here talking. Sean is a good team. By the way, shout out to Jesse. He's in first place in that league. And Chev, um, second place. But very... He actually has more points. Hmm. Jesse does. Jesse has less points than I do. He's in first place, but hey, wins and losses matter. So, uh, but yeah, there's like that big log jam. So this week, what happens with you and I is going to help split that. Yeah, up. when I just won. Yeah, we know. Oh my god. 
But anyway, I was putting this this strategy because I just traded a player that you're going to be talking about to you for a pick that you're going to be talking about. But Nate, let's kick it off. Yeah, my first strategy here is right now, if I'm a rebuilding team, I want mid-round picks. I want second-round picks. I want third-round picks. They're just going to gain in value. I'm not looking towards production. So I want things that are going to gain in value over the next six months. Those are draft picks. Um, I can use them to either acquire players later. I can use them to move around the draft. Uh, we always talk about moving around the draft on this channel. You know, to be able to have a lot of draft picks to make moves during the draft is one of the most, you know, beneficial things to building a team because then you can go get the rookies that you want, get the rookies that you know might be falling, and you know they're not going to fall the way to you. But if they're falling three or four picks down, you can go acquire them for a good price. That's why you want those second and third rounders now. So you know, first round picks hard to acquire. Usually, got to pay up for them. But people are willing to part with second round picks for competitive players that help them get a better playoff team. Players are more than willing to move off of third round picks for depth pieces, for player, for running backs. People love throwing third round picks around for running backs. It's easy. And it works well for both teams usually. But you're a rebuilder. You don't need running backs in the middle of the season. Get those third round picks. Helps you move around the board. You're going to be really appreciative of that flexibility and versatility when draft time comes around. Yeah, I like this a lot. And, you know, I've always, this is something that I've always preached. Third round picks, fourth round picks, even fifth round picks, the more ammunition that you go into this rookie draft, the more moves that you can make and fab, whatever, use everything that you have at your disposal. All right. And that's why I and Nate, you actually alluded to a point that I made prior to the season. And we talked about, I think it was last week. Um, this kind of jogged my memory. One thing that I'm doing is I think it's important to note that rebuilding doesn't 100% equate to youth. Sometimes you have to take the quote unquote unwanted players. You do still have to fill out a starting lineup. And I think people just, they also equate rebuilding with tanking. It doesn't have to be like that. You know, you can still employ trying to win and you can still win and rebuild at the same time or at least try. Um, I'll give you a good example. I said buy Adam Thielen before the season. Yeah. You could have had him for a third or I saw him going for single fourths in some circumstances or multiple fourths. The guy's a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL right now. And you can flip him to a contender for more than a third, for more than multiple fourth-round picks. You could possibly get a younger long-term solution player for him. You can get maybe a second-round pick or a late first. Some people, you know, some people, they go all in. When when push comes to shove and they want to win, they see a guy who's being productive right now, and they push. They don't care. They're like, let's let's do it. Yeah. So, um, like I said, Logan Thomas is another guy that would have been out there. I did – I thought that Irv Smith Jr. was going to be better than what he was. Um, no, it's um, – well, it's once again, we're, we're in this little predicament where the Bengals and the Ravens played on Thursday night. And, uh, you know, I don't, Tanner Hudson, I believe that's his name, he might have made some noise. He's been a tight end over there. They've been throwing the ball to a lot the last couple of games. Yeah. Um, I just – I thought, you know, he's he had good value. It's such a shame. I did say also by Jake Ferguson before last yeah. season. Good call. Um, he was a good one. And now you can't buy Jake Ferguson cheap. He's been really productive. Also good on him. He's like Dak's number two target right now. It's CeeDee Lamb. It's him. And Michael Gallup is just like unstartable because you never know when he's going to do anything. <laughs> I really had high hopes for him, but 
it's what it is. So Nate, we can discuss a trade that we made and let's, let's talk about your player first and then let's talk about our trade. Right. That makes sense for both teams. Yeah. So Keaton Mitchell player. That's on a lot of people's minds. Um, you know, he's had two breakout games for the Ravens uh, this most recent week. He did. However, he did. I'm assuming he did decently well. I'm assuming he had higher than 34 and a half rushing Please. yards. So that <laughs> our <laughs> underdog uh, scrub pick him of the week hit. Um, so Keaton Mitchell, though, buying him for third round pick. Um, if he did well this past week, buying him for early second. If I'm a rebuilding team, I mean, a late second, if I'm a rebuilding team, because I think he's, he could have some value um, to flip later in the season or, you know, might even have some value into the further um, 2024 season. But I'm also selling Keaton Mitchell from a rebuilding team. For a second-round pick, early, mid-second-round pick, I'm more than willing to sell Keaton Mitchell. I love Keaton Mitchell as a Ravens fan. I think he's electric. I think he's got a ton of ability. But it's a two-headed monster with Gus Edwards. And then starting in the next year, I think the Ravens are looking in a totally different direction for their running back. And even if Keaton Mitchell is part of that, uh, solution. He is just part of that solution. He is not the solution. So if you ever get the chance to sell Keaton Mitchell, if he has a couple of good games, um, you know, we love those explosive running backs now, Devon, um, H. Han, you know, we saw that now Keaton Mitchell's getting those comps already. If we can sell them for a first, we're absolutely doing that in early, mid second. I'm doing that as well. I, you know, I love to have the new young guys, but I don't think Keaton Mitchell's going to be that productive for uh, fantasy football consistently. I don't think the Ravens offense is built to, um, nor John Harbaugh built to let that happen so um i'm, I'm gonna move off of him if i can for a, you know early mid second a late first i would absolutely love if he if you know continues to do well but also buying if i can get a good value for keaton mitchell so we did make a trade i traded um keaton mitchell to you for a third in the rewind crew league and just looking at my running back room brian robinson gus edwards devin singletary javante williams and i do have uh, Najee Harris on the bench as well. So Keaton Mitchell would have been facing an uphill climb. I'm also taking a moment while I have my phone open to go ahead and drop, <laughs> um, <laughs> drop Ronnie Rivers. I don't think he's yeah, it's, it's probably okay. Can do that. But you know, Nate, I'm projected to lose, and I just realized that I have AJ Brown on the bench because the Eagles were on a bye week last week. You know, I didn't go through your bench. I was looking through your lineup, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat Mike. Okay, so there's no we go. problem here. DJ Brown is back in the lineup for me. So look, oh look, it's 50-50 percentage to win now. So oh ye have okay. faith. But I have faith that you will return after this brief word from our sponsors. All right, welcome back, everybody. And I want to talk to you guys about a player that I want to get if I'm rebuilding, and that is Marquise Hollywood Brown. I'm buying in here. He's still only 26, Nate. You know him very well from his time as a Baltimore Raven. I understand that him and Murray has missed some time. They still have a rapport together. And again, I'm not convinced that Kyler Murray is not the quarterback of the future for yeah. the Arizona Cardinals. We've talked about it. Or I talked about that on a previous podcast. And Marquise Brown is an affordable and startable piece. And I think that's really important when you're rebuilding. Can I afford this player? He's not going to strap me capital-wise somehow. Can he reliably be put into a starting lineup? It's been really inconsistent this year with the Cardinals. I don't think that's going to be the case for the future. The Cardinals are going to get better. Kyler Murray being back is going to help. They have a rapport together. And, again, I feel like too often people, they just 
put rebuilding and tanking together. Yeah. Right? I hate tanking. I don't tank. But if I do, whoa. <sighs> oh, watch out. I tank. Um, if so I tank, I do it the right way. We just trade away all, all your players. Exactly. Uh, you'll know if I'm tanking because it's just a massive flurry of moves. Um, but looking at the trade finder for him, I saw a single second seem to be the going rate for Marquise Brown. And, you know, if you're acquiring multiple seconds like Nate told you to, that is an easy price to pay for a younger wide receiver. I did see a few packages of a second and third round pick. And I saw someone where they sent Adam Thielen and they got Hollywood Brown in a 24 fourth. So there's an example of mm-hmm. getting younger, tearing down. We talk about tear down trades. That's maybe two tiers down and getting some extra capital on top of it. I would love if it was Hollywood in a third, but you know, keep in mind at this point in the season, this point in the year, not a lot of people might have thirds to throw around, might have to be a fourth. Also, if you're rebuilding team with your timeline, You'll, you'll take Marquise Brown straight up over Adam Thielen. Yeah, I think so too, because Adam Thielen's longevity, it's yeah about at the end, I'd say. But, dude, good for him doing what he's doing at 30. Going out on top. Yeah. Uh, Nate, what is another player that you are buying? Man, this player I've been buying um, all year, and I think there's still opportunity here. And it's Jaden Reed. I know that Packers offense has not been as great as we thought it might have been after the first couple of weeks um, when it was uber efficient. But um, the Green Bay Packers offense is going to get there. Um, I think they have a, you know, they just have a lot of youth in their offense. They're a team that's going to need some time to continue to gel and improve. And Jaden, uh, Jaden Reed's a really good wide receiver. I'm um, had a touchdown um, in a couple games here recently. Looking so far at 28 receptions on the year, 417 yards, 14.9 yards per uh, reception, and four touchdowns, not including this past week. So he's had a pretty good rookie season so far. Um, you know, he might have already su- surpassed 500 yards. Uh, by the time that this podcast comes out on the season, that's always a great mark to hit, especially, uh, you know, about this point in the season, you know, we still got plenty of time left. You know, he's playing 80% of the slot snaps. Um, you know, this is a guy who's out there in the field a lot. Jordan loves throwing the ball to him. Jordan loves there for another year after this year. He surpassed 80 yards um, in, in the past two games of as of this recording. So um, he's starting to get productive to go with the talent that we he flashed earlier this year. Um, he might be the wide receiver one for the green Bay Packers. And he is currently affordable because you can almost flip him with Romeo Dubs, which blows my mind because I think Jaden Reed's uh, ascension is coming. Um, Romeo Dubs look pretty good this year, but Romeo Dubs in a third, you might be able to get Jaden Reed from somebody who, um, you know, looks at the production of Romeo Dubs so far this year and likes it. Uh, Raheem Mostert, a running back that you can also trade for Jaden Reed about this time. Jacoby Myers, a more productive, maybe wide receiver, but, you know, doesn't have quite the same dynasty value. And, of course, the second rounder. I know a lot of people picked up Jaden Reed in the second round, but might be able to get him for a second rounder. He hasn't necessarily um, exploded thanks to the Green Bay Packers offense, but I think he's looked great. A lot of people might not necessarily associate a slot wide receiver with the team's number one wide receiver. Let's not forget C.D. Lamb is a starting slot wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys and Cooper Cup. Yep. I'm going to St. Brown. Plenty of them this year. Yeah, these days there's they're out there. It's it's a thing, guys. Um, my last player that I want to buy is Michael Mayer, tight end for the Las Vegas Raiders. Still sounds weird saying Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, a little but bit. Welcome to 2023. Look, his competition at tight end is Austin Hooper. Oh boy, he's a free agent after the season, so his competition is great. The, the Raiders have to get better, right? 
I mean, it's, it's got to be better than what it's looking yeah. like right now. Uh, yeah. So they beat the J- I'm, I'm going to go there. <laughs> I mean, I don't think O'Connell is the future. It seems unlikely. Aiden O'Connell, a quarterback from Purdue. By the way, him and Charlie Jones are best friends, in case anyone didn't watch the Purdue-Penn State game to kick off two <laughs> years ago. I think they're going to bring in – I hope they bring in a talented offensive mind for an offensive coordinator, if not head coach, um, and upgrade a quarterback because Jimmy G ain't it. We'll see what happens. And, you know, look, sometimes when you're rebuilding, you have to buy high upside players on bad teams because nobody else wants them. Good teams don't always equal success in fantasy football. A lot of times if it's a good team, guys get pushed down the depth chart because those older proven veterans, they're helping the team win. We've seen it time and time again. Right? Yeah, that's exactly what's happening right now with uh, Jonathan Mingo and Adam Thielen, right? That sink in, everybody. So here's a a classic teardown trade. George Kittle for Michael Mayer in a first. You know, that's that's the move you're going to make if you're in a rebuild because Kittle's not going to do you any good long term. Amari Cooper for Mayer in a second. Again, you're moving off an aging asset. You're getting a starting tight end for your team next year in a second-round pick. Um. Here's what I like. Elijah Moore for Jalen Hyatt, Michael Mayer. So it's essentially Elijah Moore for Michael Mayer. And I'm not the biggest Hyatt guy, sure. but I, I don't hate him as a throw in here on a rebuilding team because yeah. you don't know what's going to happen with him. Still got some unknown upside. Yeah. So I like a guy, you know, if you have a taxi squad that does in like two years, I just throw him on there, let him chill, see what happens and go from there. His straight up value appears to be a second round draft pick right now. So again, if you're acquiring those picks, like Nate's been telling you, you'll be good to go. Yeah. 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 Before we head out, I just want to do something quick. I've actually been meaning to do this for a few weeks. So I don't know where you guys listen to the dinosaur rewind. Most people seem to prefer Apple whatever floats your boat. But, uh, you know, we do upload everything through Spotify. So if you go in there, um, I ask questions, I put polls up, you can interact with it. So um, just going back a few episodes, Devontae Adams, uh, you know, the question is, what are we doing with him? Sell now or hold and pray? 71.4% of people said hold and pray. 28.6% said sell now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I asked, who is your sell now? And someone said Saquon Barkley. Very good sell now. Yeah. Um, I agree with that as well. And then just one more from episode 339. I said, make the tough choice. Sam Laporta and Brock Bowers. And Sam Laporta is currently winning that. There's six days left on this poll, but he's winning 64.7 to 33, 35.3. You know, Brock Bowers came back. He's playing again. Is he? Crazy. He's got a totally messed up ankle. They fixed I, it. He rehabbed, and he he's back, and he looks incredible, just as always. I still would have just sat out. What so. an incredible human being. Um, and then I said, how do you compare the 23 and 24 class? Luke said, didn't think my Caleb Williams comment was going to be read from the last podcast. <laughs> hey, we listen, we deliver. And, you know, it's all in good fun, Luke. Seriously, thank you for listening. And I don't know how to say this. You know, some people have odd screen names. I think it's Soder Joe triple zero. 24 class is the epitome of dynasty value. This is interesting. We see elite value in three different positions, and two of them are the highest value in dynasty, which is wide receiver and quarterback, carry top end, depth of talent. The top tight end is good. Speaking about Brock Bowers. So I kind of like where, you know, this 
this listener is coming from there. Yeah, I like that. You know, the 24 class is, you know, they got some good quarterbacks. We'll see. I expect a couple of them to go back to college for another year. I agree. Transfer. Um, but also you got some late risers. Uh, Jaden Daniels, LSU. Mm-hmm. He's a Heisman favorite right now. And he's kind of popped out of nowhere. And Insane. Might not be that that bad of a draft prospect. Let's let's be honest. He might might be a day two guy. Hey, listen, if Jaden Daniels was on the New York Giants right now, they'd have a better chance of winning than what that is possible. I forget who it was, but a coach once said that the most important position on a team is backup quarterback. Look at a guy like Chase Daniels. The Chicago Bears have been winning with Tyson Bajent. Bajent, Bajent, however you say his his last name. I don't really care. They've been winning with him. But by the way, people, he's not better. And Justin Fields, sorry. Uh, Josh Dobbs come, coming in for two teams now this year and winning football games. So, look, you know, quarterbacks matter, man. The, it's not just it's not just about drafting guys that are going to starting spots. Gardner Minshew's been winning fantasy games for people this year. Okay. Not anybody that the Rams have trotted out aside from Matthew Stafford have. But, um, you know, these quarterbacks, they do matter. Uh, but again, you want to talk to us more about that, patreon.com forward slash dynasty ruin. Check out the free seven-day trial or Patreon. Tell us what you think, and then uh, stay on board. We'd love to see you. For Nate, I'm Mike. Talk to you next time, everybody. Thinking about which rookies to target in your fantasy football draft? Look no further than the NFL Mock Draft Database. We are your home for all things NFL Mock Drafts by sourcing experts and analysts from all over the internet. NFL Mock Draft Database also offers users an ever-changing consensus player rankings to keep you informed on the incoming draft class as you build your dynasty team. Think you have what it takes to be a GM in the NFL? Give our free NFL Mock Draft Simulator a spin, which offers many features such as pick trading, historical draft years, and more. Join us at www.nflmockdraftdatabase.com or follow us on X at underscore mock drafts. All right, everyone, that is going to do it for us this week. But if you're headed to a game, make sure you check out SeatGeek.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things live events. It offers the best price available. Use the promo code DYNASTYREWIND. You'll get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Don't forget, if you want to play some best ball, head on over to Underdog. It's the easiest buy-in in fantasy football. And it's not having to worry about setting your lineups, man. That's what it's all about. So, again, underdog.com. Use the promo code REWIND. A 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Visit our store over at payhip.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. That's where you find our roster reviews. That's where you find all of our manuals and everything like that. Head on over there now. Grab some merch at spreadshop.com. Link is down below. And we want to see you in our community. And that is patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. But... Until next time, everybody, for my faithful co-hosts, Chev Nooney and Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind. Thank you for listening.